0: you have something to glug? Glug,
1: glug, you, can you glug, hear glug. It? glug, 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 glug. It's a Miller High Life. In a,
0: Whoa, nice.
1: In a mug that I put in the freezer.
0: Why'd you put the mug in the freezer?
1: To, to cool it so that the beer wouldn't get room temperature. Wow, my that's piece, cool. I, I warm and cool my mugs because there's nothing else to do.
0: That's very fun. So is this recording going to go to your dad's email afterwards, or does it just get saved to your computer it's afterwards?
1: I made sure that it saves to my computer, because okay. I was like, Dad, I want to hang out with some friends, because I'm not telling my dad I have a fucking podcast.
0: <laughs> right. I did, I did mention it to my parents once. I think they were kind of weirded out about it, but...
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, if they were there's a like, person who's going to want to hear a podcast that my friends and I do, it's going to be my dad, and we really? that happened. <laughs>
0: No, that's got to stay. Did I not bring my, I didn't bring my keys down. I'm out, so uh, for the listeners, I'm out in the courtyard right now um, behind our apartment. Uh, And for some reason, I didn't bring my keys, so I'm going to have to ask Basha to let me back in after this. But uh, she'll be able to do that. That's fine. Weird thing for me not to.
1: Lock out podcast.
0: Yeah. Wow. I've been locked out. Huh. That's funny. Um, yeah, I can hear, I can hear car horns honking in the distance. So I guess this, uh, the, um, what's it called? Cavalcade, convoy. What is the word?
1: Uh, um, c- conveyor. Nope.
0: Uh, what's the word caravan. for a lot of cars?
1: Caravan. Caravan.
0: caravan. Yes. The caravan. Yeah. I, interesting because cavalcade and convoy also kind of mean that, but, um, but that's not, that's not the... Uh, uh,
1: the movie where Brad Pitt uh, plays, like, uh, a British uh, migrant who is a wrestler. He says, Mima's in the caravan.
0: <laughs> what What movie is that?
1: Um, oh, God. I'm totally blinking on the name, and Cole, as he listens to this, will be yelling it. Uh, That's
0: not Cinderella Man, right?
1: No, definitely not. It's,
0: Have you ever seen Cinderella Man?
1: No, I have not.
0: What's... Uh, I don't know. It's about... Uh, it's not It's not a superhero. It's, it should be a superhero. That'd be fun. I think it's about like a, a scrappy... Snatch. Like, Snatch
1: is the movie. Snatch. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, I watched the first few minutes of that once. and was kind of like, what's going on? Guy
1: Ritchie. British based yeah. comedy. Guy
0: Ritchie. I, I think Guy Ritchie is a funny name. It's- uh,
1: also, he used to be married to Madonna. We don't talk about this enough.
0: Wow, interesting. I didn't know that.
1: Huh. Yeah.
0: I don't really know that much about Madonna's personal life. Anyway, I um know
1: a lot, but we're not going to talk about it now.
0: Well, we should do a we should have a pod where Madonna's you fill me in on. Pod. Uh <laughs> this is the this podcast is the the e the e-podcast.
1: E. Yeah.
0: The uh the e the, the e kids, e E-boy, boys and E-boy. yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a bit of an e-boy.
1: Yeah. You're wearing a striped mm-hmm. shirt. You, you have a Twitter account.
0: Yeah. If that's... i that's
1: a camp shirt, but I also have a Twitter account.
0: Everyone has a Twitter account. Uh, the thing about Twitter is that, like, a lot of people are like, oh, Twitter's only for whoever, but, like, it's for, like, a lot of different groups of people, you know? Like, Twitter has so many different well, this is not really an insightful comment. Anyway.
1: <laughs> no, but I really thought about this the other day when I realized that my uncle has like four times as many Twitter followers as I do, and one of them Whoa. is my boyfriend.
0: That's cool.
1: Yeah, mm. fun for Uncle Matthew. He was like, Lincoln Pigman? Twitter clout. Yeah.
0: Nice. Um, well, speaking of, well, no, let's. That's before we jump into our mixtape uh, discussion, because okay. we are going to, I think we should unveil the track listing of our mixtapes on the air.
1: I think so, too.
0: Um, fun. But first, how how you been doing?
1: I've been okay. I've been really worried about people. Um, yeah. And just, you know, it's been like a week with a heavy heart. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, um, you know... Excited to pod, excited to... I really have made, like, the most, like, gibberish, incomprehensible um, PowerPoint of all time.
0: Oh, and yeah. It's
1: not going to get better.
0: <laughs> yeah, Basha and I, uh, we just drank last night and did our PowerPoints. Nice. It's Mine is so weird. <laughs> Who
1: gave you your topics? Well, uh. You, oh, I did. You, you did. Uh, oh yeah, you yeah. You gave yeah. me oh, the topics. Super. I was like, let's see who
0: was that, but yeah, <laughs> that was you. Well, I'm not going to spoil which one I've chosen, but uh, should be good. And I, I did see Basha's, and uh, I'm I'm very excited to see hers. Oh. I mean, I saw her working on it, but I didn't see the whole thing. So.
1: Yeah. So after I sent you your topics, I was invited to another PowerPoint party. That's tonight. Oh my God! Wow. And- so I was like, I can't be bothered to come up with something new. So I am using one of the topics that I sent you as my topic for tonight's party.
0: Oh, I wonder, can you tell me which it is?
1: Uh, Yeah, well, I I, I deviated a little bit, Um, but I love talking about like 18th and 19th century American religious movements.
0: Oh, fuck. <laughs>
1: um... I'm talking about the Shakers and the Oneida community. Do you know about okay. them? Okay. Uh,
0: I, I I came across them in some research that uh, I'm not going to say why specifically, <laughs> but. Uh,
1: okay, I'm I'm going to say that I'm really happy about this thing that I know nothing about. I.
0: Yeah. Well, you. I mean, it's not. It's not my proudest work. Like, <laughs> as a as a religion scholar, I'm not standing by this. I think. Uh Well, I don't know. Anyway.
1: Yeah, it's okay. I'm not standing by my PowerPoint as an art historian. That's good. Although I'll tell you, it's got some pretty fascinating artistic merit. Um, really? Yeah. Just,
0: Interesting. There's
1: gonna be some good visual analysis going on. I can't how, wait. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing pretty well. I feel like this was a better week for me, like personally, than a lot of the weeks have been. I feel like I didn't feel as much uh, boredom and, like, you know, listlessness as I have. Um, But uh, yeah, like, obviously, nationally, it's been kind of an insane week. Um, I don't know. This is, this is weird like this kind of happened with i don't know i I don't i don't want to i don't want to speak on this because i feel like i'll sound dumb but like is is this bigger than ferguson i feel like it is
1: uh yeah i feel like in some ways it's a weird comparison because we're also in like such a weird moment already pre yeah right incredible police violence
0: right um yeah i don't know it's yeah i mean that's a little bit of like a that's that's a thorn for sure but i also feel like it's kind of a bud like it's exciting to see people people fighting back you know um yeah i don't know so I made some donations. I was too scared to join the caravan. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there was any any reason to be scared, but I was like, eh, I'm just gonna be anxious and stay in. Yeah. But it's very cool that Michael is doing it. I don't know who they're driving with.
1: Are they biking? <laughs> I'd love to see a car caravan with one Michael on bike.
0: Are you one Michael. Michael, Michael, you'd have to bike pretty fast. Although it doesn't seem like they're moving that fast. If this is still there, I still hear horns. I mean, I guess that's just them in the neighborhood. I don't think they're still on our street, but because that was like an hour ago, that they passed by here. So I guess they're probably just like circling around the, the streets and stuff like that. Yeah, I can't believe they pulled down the Mayor Rizzo statue. I don't know if
1: they fully succeeded because oh
0: uh, really? Up
1: like when they were pretty close. I saw someone who I think is my friend's ex, um, who was one of the people just like with a hammer there.
0: Wow. I was
1: like, oh "Oh, my god, that's uh, that's her.
0: (laughs) That's that's really cool. It's very cool.
1: Yeah, we'll see.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, tomorrow. Basha and I are going to see some of my family members. Whoa. Yeah, it's happening. My my Aunt Kathy, Grace's mom, Grace and Liv's mom, um, is having a little outdoor graduation dinner for Grace. Um, And so we're going to drive up and everyone, every family is going to eat at a separate table and stay distant from each other. And she says that she's going to like, have a bunch of Clorox wipes in the inside bathroom so that you can wipe it down when you're done. And uh, we're getting takeout food. So nobody's sharing food. It seems like it's going to stay very safe, um, yeah. but we're going to go up in the morning and have lunch there. And then I guess probably come back sometime in the afternoon. Cause we got to do our PowerPoints at night.
1: Yeah, really you gotta, you gotta time it correctly. Ethan.
0: <laughs> yeah. My one thing that I'm worried about is that it's an hour and 45 minutes to York where they live and, I don't know where I'm gonna pee on the way. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, you've got to dry oh. out.
0: Or yeah, break. I think I think so. Like, I think that we're going to not have to drink anything all morning to get ready.
1: Yeah. I think you should or, hydrate well tonight, and then.
0: And pee big <laughs> overnight and in the morning, and then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that's There's probably right. Huh. Yeah. I, because I think that, like, a lot of the places where I would normally pee, like a McDonald's or whatever, are closed, or, like, yeah. I don't know about, like, the Maryland Welcome Center or whatever, but I probably don't want to go there, because no,
1: seems like, I don't want
0: to, like, I don't want to use a public bathroom. Disease. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. But I'm really excited to have a thing on the calendar, like, have an event to go to, Um, Even if it's going to be, like, a lame event that's just, like, some of my family members sitting six feet apart from each other.
1: No, that's great. It's, you know, it's such a big difference from what we normally do.
0: Yeah, from what I would normally think was actually a fun thing to do, but... Yeah. But uh, it's it's out of the ordinary. And that's, right now, I'm just looking for things that are out of the ordinary. Yeah. The other thing that's been fun for us is... um, that the farmer's market opened again and we got to go this morning and got some great berries and we made crepes with our with blueberries and strawberries and nutella it was so good
1: that's delightful yeah. yeah our farmer's market has been open for a while but i haven't gone like there are weird hmm. barriers where i'm like no i'm comfortable like yeah. going to the corner store like once every two weeks to buy like a chocolate bar and a jar of kimchi don't know mm-hmm. why, but I'm like the farmers' market just outdoors with all those people in the park. no way, buddy
0: yeah, but since it's outdoors, it's probably yeah. better than and
1: it's definitely safer, and yet my brain
0: yeah no that's fair i There's mean it's 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 not it's not essential, so it's yeah. like uh, can I really do this or I, there... really,
1: I want to be there. Yeah,
0: they're they're uh, they're they're keeping it pretty safe here, which is cool. Yeah, so that's been a great way to start off our Saturdays last nice. week and this week. Mhm. All right. Shall we jump into uh, a discussion of something? Yeah. Let's. Should we
1: tell them what the pod
0: topic is this week? Pod topic? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think we we probably should. So our uh, our topic today is our childhood, our our childhood selves, I guess, our childhood interests and habits, um, because that's something that both of us like to talk about. Yeah, ring, ring, Doctor Freud, we're ready. I know that I, I've been I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Like I think that I, this is obviously more of a therapy discussion than a talking to my friend on the pod discussion, but. I feel like I really idolize my child self, and, like, I, I wish that I could still be a child in a lot of ways, which is weird. And I need to come to terms with the fact that I'm an adult, and that's, like, a cool thing to be. But, um, but uh, as a result, I love thinking about when I was a kid.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, like, a very intense topic. And I went to a therapist at Haverford who, like, most of our conversations were about my childhood and, like, formative Interesting. events because he yeah. was just, like, a straight-up analyst. Um, mm. Yeah. So, you know, there's a
0: lot to mine. Something I was thinking about the other day is that I feel like my parents really made my child childhood identity, like, smart kid. Like, that was the thing that they most encouraged me to be and told me that I was, was, like, you're smart. And then it took all of, like, high school and college to have moments where I was, like, Huh? People think that I'm funny, or like, huh? This person thinks that I'm like nice, but like, those are things that I like. As a kid, being smart was like my number one thing. I I was like, I'm. I was like, that's We're what I am. I'm, a I'm, I'm the smart kid. guy.
1: Yeah, I was also smart kid. Yeah. Um,
0: it's a real thing. Yeah. But but first, do we want to talk about anything? Any other things? I know yeah. that we have our playlist reveal. There, there is one other thing that I wanted to ask you about, uh, unrelated to the playlist, which is, uh, I'd, I'd like to set aside just a couple minutes to talk a little bit about the Naked Ladies. <laughs> I would,
1: too. Canada's sweethearts
0: are sweet- They are. They're Canadian superstars. They're they Canadian are. royalty.
1: <laughs> well, um, Canada's I mean, still technically under the Queen, so.
0: Yeah, I, so I would love to see the Barenaked Ladies be knighted. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if they could be like the Sir Bare Naked Ladies? That'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, Sir Ed, Sir Steve.
0: Yeah, Sir Kevin. I think Kevin is one of them, right?
1: Kevin? Yeah, I only remembered Ed and Steve.
0: Yes, but one of them left in the mid two thousands, right?
1: Yeah, I can't remember if it was Ed or Steve.
0: Yeah, but but it was it was one of them. He like just like totally he went off. He separated from the band. I don't really remember the circumstances of it.
1: How how did you come to the music of BNL?
0: It's a it's a big family thing. My parents love Bare Naked Ladies.
1: Yeah, I think I so, came across them when my mom had like a CD that had uh, "If I Had a Million Dollars" on uh, it.
0: I mean, of course,
1: classic, a hit.
0: That's a fucking fantastic song. <laughs> Do
1: you think that song or One Week is like more popular?
0: Um, so growing up, I definitely thought if I had a million dollars was their big song. But yeah. now I feel like it's one week. Because one week um, does so much. Yeah. Right. Because of the it's been, uh, people don't really meme if I had a million dollars because it's already very silly. Dope song. Yeah. They're, they're a very interesting. I feel like a very '90s combination of like. I don't know, college rock and, like, silliness, you know? Like, who who is a song, like, If I Had a Million Dollars for?
1: For us, as children.
0: Yeah, like, as a child, I was like, this is great, but it does strike me as more of a song for children than a song <laughs> for adults.
1: I think they had a large, like, tween fan base, too.
0: It's interesting.
1: Do you think if you yeah. we went to a Bare Naked Ladies concert, it would be, like... A bunch of their friends and they're like mid twenties and thirties, and then just like tweens.
0: Well, as somebody who has been a been to a bare naked ladies concert twice. um you've been I, out. So when when I was in tenth grade, I guess, or the summer before tenth grade, or something like that, uh, we got tickets to a bare naked ladies concert where the opener was Ben Folds Five on their reunion tour after they put out an album around then. And their opener was, um, I think, Guster, who I don't know anything about. Yeah, and their know. opener was somebody like uh, Busby Graffo or something like that. Do you, do you recognize that name?
1: No, but I really okay. like
0: it. I think I, think I, I think I fucked it up somehow. I don't think the name is actually Busby <laughs> Graffo, but I think it's close to that.
1: Um, so
0: we went there and I had learned a couple of Ben Folds songs in advance and this is before I really got into Ben Folds as a high schooler but I was like hey this is, this is pretty good I like this kind of music um, and we ran into my high school principal
1: oh.
0: Eric Spencer with his wife Barbara. And he was like, oh, hello, Ethan. Uh, How are you? And I was like, oh, great, Mr. Spencer. How's it going? And he was like, oh, it's great. My wife and I, we love BNL. He was like, I think, you know, there's such a young crowd here tonight. I feel like they're all probably here for Ben Folds, and they probably don't even know who BNL is. And I was like, maybe maybe so. Um, And that was not the last time we would see Mr. Spencer at a concert. And after that, every time we ran into him, every time I ran into him in the high school, he would be like, uh, so, are you uh, looking into any concerts coming up or anything like that? Uh, you know, my wife and I were going to see uh, Huey Lewis or something like that. Like, I would be That's like, fun. do we have the same music taste? This sucks. Um, my high school
1: principal just made me cry with the dress code.
0: Ugh, <laughs> uh, that sounds terrible. Did yeah. you have a strict dress code at your high school?
1: We had, like, uh, a strict towards girls dress code. and Got it. Not awesome. Boys.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. That sounds about right. I mean, ours was pretty strict. I feel like it was like fingertip length skirts and like uh, it was like three, three fingers thick had to be your straps on your shirt uh, or something like that, right?
1: Ours might have been four fingers, so... You know, I just spilled some beer. So
0: that is strict. Damn. Oh, you spilled a beer? I'm sorry.
1: Um,
0: yeah. My, my other story about Principal Spencer's music tastes is that uh, one time I had to ride with him in his car from Lancaster to Harrisburg because I was going to be the valedictorian. I needed to go accept, uh, like, I needed to put a sort of lunch. I didn't know you were
1: valedictorian.
0: I, this is what I'm saying, is that my only thing was that I was smart. Yeah, so of course I had to be valedictorian. Um, and, so we had to drive to some sort of lunch that was for principals and their valedictorians, which was so weird.
1: (laughs) It's like a Um, mama-son dance.
0: Yeah, but, but I didn't really have that much of a relationship with him, other than, like, occasionally getting, like, some sort of award recognition from him. I don't know. So I had to sit in the car for, like, an hour each way from Lancaster to Harrisburg, which sucked. But as we were leaving the event and we got back in the car, he turned on the radio. um, And Sirius XM radios had this thing where you could set songs that you really liked. um, And like you could mark like 25 artists and 25 songs as your favorites. And it would notify you when that song was playing on a different station. So you could change it to it, which is a pretty cool feature, I think. But I had a Sirius XM radio in my my parents' car, and so did he in his car. And it beeped to notify him that one of his favorite songs was on, and that song was "Fat Bottomed Girls" by Queen, uh, which was insane and a terrible thing to know about my principal.
1: I never had Sirius XM, but Hayden's car had Sirius XM in college, mm. and. SiriusXM XM had the yacht rock station
0: yeah so
1: for oh yeah New year anytime I was in the car I would like switch whatever he was playing Yacht
0: rock sounds yeah. good yeah I was I was very into the bridge which was like soft rock and 70s folk rock like it, it was it's kind of yacht rock mostly yeah. but like also like you know Gordon Black Lightfoot folks. who's a, a fave of mine and like kind of that kind of I don't know
1: yeah
0: ballads uh, anyway so that's but yeah I, I have been to two bare naked ladies concerts I went to one during college it was it was great honestly I think that they're good
1: I would go to one today
0: you would go to one today
1: I would if well not right now not during COVID.
0: if right now if right now you saw a headline that like bare naked ladies were about to put on a show in philly currently like with protests and a pandemic you'd be like I better go <laughs>
1: Yeah, sorry Ethan can't record a podcast. Too busy watching bare naked ladies who are apparently cops.
0: Unless it was like in support yeah. of the protesters.
1: That'd be pretty cool. But I don't think they have that in them. No,
0: no, I, I don't think that they're that kind Opening? of that they're that kind of band. But uh but I think they're fun. Uh, oh, also Mason and his friend Jenny tried to write a musical based on the music of the Naked Ladies in high school. Like a, 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 what is it called, a jukebox musical?
1: Sure.
0: Which was pretty weird.
1: I'm trying to think about like the plot you could have in that.
0: I don't know, I mean they have a lot of songs that are kind of like generically could be about anything, but they also have some songs that are like about very specific things. Yeah. I have a song called, like, the. I think it's called The Bank Job that's about, like, robbing a bank.
1: Ooh, I love that song, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good. Um, but
0: I, I, I don't know how you fit that into a musical, for instance. But, you know, if I had a million dollars, you have your, your characters singing about what they'd do if they had a million dollars. Yeah,
1: I think it starts, that's, like, the beginning of the love arc, and the end is um, Be My Yoko ono.
0: Uh, a A great song, but <laughs> a little bit... <laughs> Kind of, Definitely. kind of mean.
1: Yeah, I can't say bare naked ladies, <laughs> ladies like love women, but.
0: Yeah, I think they probably don't. Yeah, who knows? Maybe they've grown in recent years. I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's true. Bare
0: naked ladies, as we said. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it
1: was fun. Thanks.
0: For do you remember seeing? Do you remember seeing Wally and the big corporation in it, it was called BNL?
1: Oh, I remember seeing Wally, but I don't think I noticed that at the time.
0: Uh, this corporation that basically destroyed the earth was called BNL, which I think was short for by and large, like B U Y N large. Uh, but uh, I was like, bare naked ladies would never destroy the earth like this.
1: They love the environment. You know what I really loved was when uh, bare naked ladies, like, Wrote to punch up the jam after the episode that they did about one
0: week. Did they?
1: Did you listen to that? Yeah. No, I didn't know. Yes. So then I think I think it was Ed. I could totally be wrong, but Ed like whichever one is still with the band probably. Clarifying the lyrics and being like, I'll be wow. on the podcast if you want me. And I can't believe they haven't taken him up what? on.
0: It. Right? Why is he not on it?
1: Yeah. Uh, All I want is BNL. Have,
0: have the recent Chris Fleming episodes been worth listening to?
1: I really love Chris Fleming, so i thought it was really fun. The last episode was like um, a bunch of stuff about Prince, uh, and okay. Chris Fleming was there, so I enjoyed that a lot. Mm. If you're not really into Chris Fleming's conversational style, I don't think it would be that fun.
0: Okay, uh, I'll consider it. I don't know. we'll see. Uh, the only other thing I have to say about Barenaked Ladies is they have a a kids' music album that they came out with in the mid two thousands that's really good. Um, I didn't know that. I had a younger brother, so but I think we were gonna listen to it no matter what, since my yeah. family was such BNL heads. Uh, it's it's pretty solid. Um, and they also have a great Christmas album. Bare Naked for the Holidays is a really good oh, I Christmas have listened album.
1: To Bare Naked for the yeah. Holidays, yes.
0: And they've got some Hanukkah songs on it too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, at least one of whatever the Hanukkah song is, is on my like niche Hanukkah music
0: playlist. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, right. They have one that has the, where they sing the prayer in it. The, yeah. I don't know what prayer, but the Baruch and I prayer.
1: That's it's fun. Awesome prayers. In
0: Hebrew. Well, they, they have a prayer in it. <laughs> yeah, okay. They have Hebrew in it, I guess is what I mean. Yeah, yeah. no, it's fun. It's a good, it's a good album. Yeah. Good music. Good band. Good band. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: Okay. Um, and in the spirit, oh, damn it. Now this makes me think about what I should have done in my, uh, mixtape.
0: Hmm. Which was for me.
1: Which was for you.
0: I figured it out because Cole said he and Allison already exchanged them. Yeah, and I thought, we'll I thought wait, I have, I have Michael, so that means that, like, so I knew that, that you had to have me. My yeah, my exclusion, it was you. Mm-hmm. Um, how should we do this?
1: Uh, one of us goes first. I mean, I think we could do like highlight tracks what was uh maybe what the concept is um or like an arc if you see any yeah
0: yeah that's fair i my i i made changes to mine but i don't know if they went through hmm. for some reason it doesn't have what it did on my computer fuck uh
1: no mine took a moment to update on spotify so mm. maybe yours will.
0: This is no good. Um shoot. I don't know what to say about this. Um
1: Well, you know what the concept is and what you change, so you know.
0: I do. So so my concept was not that much of a concept, but what I did was I went through some of my favorite albums and
1: you make a playlist for it, Ethan.
0: Oh, oh, for Michael. I made a Michael playlist. Nice. So I, I, in particular, paid attention to a couple things that they said about that they liked uh, psychedelic electro-folk, which mm-hmm. I personally, instead of saying electro-folk, I would say folk-tronica. But, yeah, um, I would too. But I, I, I uh, either way is fine, I think. But um, I paid attention to that. I paid attention to them saying... Um, that their favorite smell is Musty Basement. Oh, yeah. uh, and that, um, I'm trying to think of what else I based this mostly on. And also just kind of what I know about Michael's music taste. Um, and so I went through uh, the Great War music spreadsheet, um, and I saw which albums they had listed having listened to, Um, And then I also went through the current... like Last year's and this year's, I went through both and checked that they hadn't listened to any of these songs. Um, And then I um, also searched a few names in our music group chat to see if they had ever mentioned any of the artists to be like, okay, do do they know this song or what? Um, So mostly I tried to gather songs that... Most of them are kind of folky or folk-adjacent, but have something interesting about them that I think will be enough to pique Michael's interest. Um, It's... uh, And then for the photo, for the... You know, in Spotify, you can make a a photo as the, like, profile picture for the the playlist. Oh, yeah. Um, I went into this, like... It's like this AI tool that makes pictures. Um, there's, it's called, fuck, I forgot what it's called. It's, it's some sort of computer art thing. And it generates things that look like album covers. And so I generated one and like tweaked it until it kind of looked like the vibe that I feel like the playlist has. Cool. Um, yeah, so it's mostly like kind of good feeling music but with some kind of weirder songs, some that have kind of strange vibes, um, because I feel like Michael likes some some music with interesting vibes. Um, True. And uh, let me go through a little bit of what I have. Um, I also use it as an opportunity to say like, damn, I think that Michael would really like this album, but. They haven't listened to it, even though I told them to, so I'll put a song from it on.
1: Classic, uh, classic movie.
0: Uh, oh, oh shit, it updated.
1: Oh, good. You,
0: you were right. Um, so, uh, yeah, so it uh, starts with this song, Green Shadows by Honey Harper, who is a country, like a cosmic country kind of, musician i don't think it's a super interesting song but i like it as an opener i think the sounds on it are cool and it kind of brings you into this kind of folk adjacent uh playlist um then there's a fleet foxes deep cut from their ep that was recently released that was like a bunch of really old songs i don't think michael has listened to this um but i think it's a pretty good one i know they like fleet foxes pretty well or early fleet foxes especially um and then I have Matsudo City Life from Sui Zhen's album last year. Hmm. You suggested this album. I don't, I, I didn't know anything about her, but I think it's awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, I, I didn't keep listening to that album past the first listen, but maybe it's worth revisiting now. I
0: listened to it a couple times. The thing about it that reminds me of Michael is that it sounds kind of futuristic to me. And I know that they kind of like the PC music type stuff. This is not quite PC music. It's a lot more laid back um Mm -hmm. of a sound but so i got that i'll skip through a little um i put on a song from great grandpa's album last year i put in all
1: I love that record so much it's it's good enough recognition i was
0: thinking about the fact that michael got into the beach bunny album this year and i think that they have a similar vibe to me Um, yeah i can totally see that um, I put on "All I Want" by Joni Mitchell because I think that's a great song, and I don't know—I don't know if Michael has appreciated "Blue" like they should. Hmm. Um. Let's see. I put on—oh, I put on "Drunk Drivers Killer Whales" by Car Seat Headrest because I think it's a great song, um, and I—Michael has never mentioned having listened to Teens of Denial." I don't think so. I wanted to throw that on. Yeah, first
1: um, nice
0: off that album. Let's see. Thank you. I think that's the. I think it's the best one on the album. But and then I also put on uh, a song by Vashti Bunyan, mm. a song, and then I put on Night Swimming from Automatic for the People because I think it's such a good song.
1: That's the best song. There's just no I know. Good song. I it's an
0: amazing song. I put it on. I put it on as the last one on the playlist because I think it's such a nice like. That
1: is a great last song.
0: Calm ending. Mm. So that's that's what I did. Uh, I I titled this playlist. 30 20 the date today um and it is an hour and 4 minutes long
1: nice
0: so that's my michael playlist check it out michael i hope you enjoy I'll, i guess i'll send you the link immediately oh fuck oh they said that they would send oh, theirs which is which is for you right
1: yeah theirs is for me and they said they were very proud of it
0: okay okay we should we should ask them to drop it then yeah
1: okay, okay. um I'll send. Cool, thank you. In the meantime, I can start talking about my playlist for you. Okay. Um, So, in thinking about this episode of the pod, and also, um, I I was thinking about uh, Closer to Fine being your perfect song, that just like- So good. So ideal um, Mm -hmm. in my mind. And I've also just been like thinking about, escapism lately and Mm -hmm. also just you know I wanted something that was like a bright outlook for the future um so I made a playlist that's a simulation of what I think a road trip that we would take together would sound like oh um because you talked about your dad making um like big CDs for yeah well and I love that concept um that's so fun yeah I think it came out fun um, the first, I didn't make a cover for it, although maybe now That's I'll okay. go back and, um, Photoshop your face on a car or something.
0: Uh, That's a great idea.
1: <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. So the first song is, uh, Afraid of Nothing by Sharon Van Eaton, which I just like have always thought is incredible. Huh. Thriving. I don't think I know it. Yeah, I think, I think it's her best song. That's going to be my oh. hot take. Okay. Um, and then I have a couple songs that I was like, this gives me a somewhat like pop, country folk, um, like beautiful emotional feeling that closer to find Us. So I have
0: That's great.
1: More Than a Whisper by Nancy Griffith. Um, okay. And I'll Fly Away by um, Julian Welch and Allison.
0: Yes. Hell yeah. That's exactly that's exactly the same vibe as yeah. Closer to Fine.
1: I felt so proud when I figured that out.
0: Yep. That's a great one. And
1: then I was thinking about the things that we both enjoy and would like to listen to in the car and I remembered that the first Mountain Goat song we ever talked about was Broom People. So I put that on. Uh,
0: oh, it's so good.
1: It's such a good song. Yeah. Um then for the like novelty music, uh, like perfect pop element, I put on "Werewolves of London."
0: uh um, hmm That's good.
1: I put in a Randy Newman song because I really think you would like him a lot. I
0: think I probably would. Yeah.
1: Yeah, this song is about God, so I thought, hey, that's that's up your alley. Um, nice. Then I put Interstate by Big Thief uh, for the mm-hmm. obvious driving
0: um, Of course. Purpose.
1: Yeah, I put a Carly Ray Jepsen song on there. So it's sort of like the peak of the like uh, revved up, fun part of the playlist. Um, and then I put on uh, Everything's Alright from Jesus Christ Superstar, because that's a musical that we both love. Uh, And the last song I heard this week was cover of a Kate Bush song, This Woman's Work, by Maxwell, um, (laughs) who's like a 2000s um, R&B singer with an incredible falsetto, and it was just like the most beautiful cover, so I wanted to share that with you.
0: That's lovely. This sounds great.
1: Yeah, and then there are a couple things that I was just like, yeah, Ethan's going to like this song, so.
0: That's good. That sounds like a, a, a really nice mix of songs that I know and songs that it sounds like I'll really like.
1: Yeah, well, part of the conversation that Michael and I had made me realize that I have frequently approached playlist making as like, okay, here's what this person should like, and mm-hmm. here are like... 20 songs that I know that they don't definitely, right. do. um, and now they're gonna listen to it, so I decided mm-hmm. to, like, try something new for myself, even though I think that is also a great approach, and I've Yeah, I
0: decided, I decided to try exactly that, so. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I think that they're both approaches with good value and, uh, you know, like, fun in their own ways, so. Yeah,
0: I wonder what I, our friends have done.
1: Yeah. I, I saw Allison's,
0: oh, okay, for Cole, for Cole.
1: which was a good mix of the two, I thought. Um, but there were definitely like, I think there were some Big Thief songs on there. Maybe a Phoebe Bridgers song. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't. We'll see. I I would like to see everyone's playlists. Um, yeah,
0: I would too. I hope that they'll drop theirs so that we can check them out too. Um. <laughs> But Michael, Michael did send theirs for you. Do you want to take a look?
1: Oh, they sent it to our uh-huh. chat. Nice. Okay. Uh,
0: Just from the, the picture, I can see that it has a pang. Oh, yeah?
1: Yeah, it does. Go as a Dream is a very... Oh, wow. And Phil Oaks' System of a Down. Wow. is my favorite Charlie XCX song. Oh, It Makes Me Wanna Cry by Mavis Staples off my number one crying album.
0: oh, <laughs>
1: Only for the lonely. Ah, Bust Me, the song where Lil Uzi um, mentioned SEPTA. Nice. Yeah.
0: Oh, I- Hey, look. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I famously hate Interpol. I don't know if Michael knows this. <laughs>
0: Uh-oh. Well, the rest of them look good.
1: <laughs> no, the rest of them are great. Um. Oh, nice. Got. Merle Haggard and, and uh, Laura Marling, oh, this is great.
0: Yeah, this does seem great.
1: Wow. Oh, that's great a- playlist, Michael. I haven't thought about in a while. We were talking about Loretta Lynn the other day. Nice. Mm-hmm. So that's the, the country element. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well done, Michael.
0: Wow. And and Mitski, that's good.
1: Yeah, we love her.
0: And Lomelda, who came to Haverford.
1: Yeah, the last fuck show of our senior year. I love to mm-hmm. think about that and get emotional.
0: Yeah, it was a good show. I was like, you know what, fuck my finals. Yeah. I went out to go see it.
1: Yeah, and then that's fun. my West Philly crush, Dan Riggins and his dog were there.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, there was a dog there. <laughs>
1: Dan Riggins, class of 2014. <laughs> We huh. could yeah. sing as a "Friendship,"
0: yeah, you know. I, uh, I think that uh, a, a, an album that just came out I heard compared to "Friendship." Huh. I think. Um, yeah, uh, I think I, I feel like they compared it to it on the New Music Friday podcast from NPR. Oh. It's. it's I th- I think. I might be totally wrong about
1: that. Not and talk about Dan Riggins. Why not?
0: Yeah. Why not? Um, anyway. Um, great. This looks, this looks like a good playlist. Yeah. I think all our playlists seem good.
1: I think we did a great job, because we are, you know, thinking about our friends.
0: Yeah, and we like to talk about music with our friends. I hope that Michael likes the ones that I made them, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, I think they will. I i i can see it
0: fingers crossed (laughs) all right um shall we move into our 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 main segment
1: yeah let's do it let's talk about being kids
0: let's talk about being a kid it's like that song i'm just a kid and life is a nightmare
1: oh yeah that's a great that's a big
0: it's a big tiktok meme now that song Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, you, you've been on TikTok lately, right?
0: That's I have been on TikTok lately, not as much as Basha has, um, but I have a bit. And we get very different material. Like I get material of people making like uh, bizarre foods and like crafts that are like supposed to be weird and funny, and yeah. she gets material of like. Um, like well, she gets dish? a. She gets, yeah, she gets more of the dances. She also gets a lot of, like, lesbian material. Hmm. Um, I don't know how that started exactly, but, uh, and she also gets material about Glee. Like, she gets a lot of people making jokes about Glee and talking about Glee.
1: Is Basha a Gleek?
0: She was definitely a Gleek, more than I was, and I, I watched until Finn died. But, I watched, um,
1: yeah, I watched the first two seasons. I don't remember when yeah. exactly he
0: died, but, yeah. Um, and yeah, Cole, Cole actually just sent me a really interesting article about Glee, like a person kind of doing an analysis of how it got bad and how it failed to live up to the, what it could have been, um, which I thought was, was good. Um, and really reminded me of like, oh shit, that did happen. Like, wow, that was a plot because so many of the things are just kind of like, did I, did I misunderstand that as an eighth grader? Or, like, did they really have a scene where, like, uh, like Finn prematurely ejaculates while yeah. he and Rachel are having a picnic on the school oh, stage?
1: that one. That's... <laughs> yeah. I, Sophia and I were talking about Grilled Jesus the other day. Yeah. That was a great plot line. Yeah,
0: I mean... Like... Yeah, I don't know. I, this the author of this article that Cole sent me said this better than I could. But like, it really was a show that started off as a satire, and then, like, it kind of became what it was satirizing. But it also kept like thinking that it was a satire by saying very saying and doing very weird things. But like, you can't just do weird things without having a point to it. You know, that's true. Like, you can't just have it be called real Jesus. I don't know. Like, have it be absurd, but also we're supposed to take it seriously. I don't know. Yeah. It's just weird. Do
1: you ever think about the fact that Gwyneth Paltrow was on that show?
0: She was. In, like, a recurring role, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was not a one-episode thing.
0: Yeah. So was Kristen Chenoweth. But that makes sense. Like, Kristen Chenoweth kind of aligns with Glee. Like, it makes sense that they would have her on.
1: That's true. I could fully
0: see that. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about being just a kid and life is a nightmare. Yeah.
1: Was life a nightmare,
0: Ethan? Let me know. Mm -hmm. No, I would say no. I mean, I think I had a, like, obviously it fucked me up in some ways, but I think I had a very happy childhood for the most part. Um, I was a pretty anxious kid, but also I feel like a a happy one most of the time. What about you?
1: Um, I didn't get anxious until I was like in late high school and then I got extremely anxious really quickly. <laughs> um, that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like like the things that were fucked up about my childhood, I didn't know were fucked up at the time. Um, mm.
0: uh,
1: so thanks, Dr., Dr. Phil Rosenbaum of CAPS um, <laughs> for those realizations. For
0: digging into that, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think I had a mostly really, like, lovely childhood, and I feel like there were a lot of, like, great people bringing me up.
0: That's great. This might seem like a dumb question that I should know about you, but uh, what years of your childhood did you spend in the U.S., and what years did you spend in Russia?
1: Okay. Uh, No, that's not a dumb question, because I guess I don't talk about those things that often no, I, uh, I was I was born in Hartford Connecticut um right me Gassara and Patrick Aries we were all born in Hartford
0: on the so, same day
1: <laughs> yeah at the, the same
0: hospital <laughs> <laughs> your beds were right next to each other
1: same mom um,
0: yeah you're triplets
1: <laughs> I would love a remake of uh The Parent Trap but it's me Gassara and Patrick Aries
0: and you all meet at camp and decide to switch places and
1: yeah. your
0: respective adoptive parents are like, what?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, it would take a lot for anyone to um, <laughs> believe that.
0: Yeah, it would be kind of problematic. <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely. Um, but no, I was born in Connecticut and then went to Russia like three months later once my mom was like, okay, I Got can it. travel with this child. Um, and I lived in the town that my dad's family is from for four years. Uh Rostov on the Don, great place. Love to wrap the south of Russia. Um and then I lived in Moscow until I was eighteen and then I came to Hatterford College.
0: Got it. Okay. Yeah. So you have different early cultural touchstones than I do, I would assume.
1: Yeah. But I also, like, my mom was, like, very intentional about having me grow up bilingual, and I did, like, have the great fortune of being able to visit family a lot, and, yeah, I had a bunch of, like, fun American cousins, so I always wanted to be in on whatever media they were in on.
0: Got it. So, what did your cousins like?
1: Um, my cousins... So there was Polly Pocket. love that uh, tiny bit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have
0: I have I have pretty distinct memories of Polly Pockets because my my cousins actually the Pinzolas would have them mm-hmm. and they would bring like a big uh, like suitcase of their Polly Pockets and their clothes to whenever we went on vacation to play with them and so I have a lot of memories of like hanging out with them in their hotel room and like kind of idly like playing with the little like rubbery clothes that she had. Yeah.
1: Yeah. My cousins also. Oh, there was a year where, um, like, for some reason, like children's ponchos were like a very big, somewhat culturally appropriative, huh? And and there interesting was a year where my my girl cousins um, both got like cool green and blue ponchos, and I got snow pants, and that <laughs> cried for two hours. <laughs> oh no i was like it's not fair that i live somewhere so cold oh um and then my grandparents when we would hang out it would be at my grandparents house for like a couple weeks in the summer um and my grandparents had cable and Mm. um, my cousins did not and i had cable but like different because russia Um, just watch Disney Channel.
0: Wow. All right. So should we go down a list of Disney Channel shows and figure out which ones we both watched?
1: (laughs) Well, no, I want to hear about, like, what, uh, what were the things that, like, were there things that Mason was into that got you into them?
0: Like, were there... That's a good question. Um... Yeah, I mean, I would definitely try to do whatever Mason was doing, Um, even if a lot of the time it wasn't really that interesting to me. Like, um, two things that come to mind was that Mason would play, I spent so long watching Mason play computer games, like sitting in a chair next to the computer chair while he played, um, I don't know if you ever have seen or played Pajama Sam games. No. Are you familiar with Pajama Sam? He's a little like, kid who's like blue and has like blue hair and he wears pajamas and he wears a little cape and he's like a superhero. And so there's this Pajama Sam game called Thunder and Lightning Aren't So Frightening where he's home alone during a thunderstorm and has to go to the, 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 the home base of where they make weather. Uh, it's like a big weather factory And there's a guy named Thunder and a guy named Lightning, and he has to, like, sneak around and, like, I don't know, like, fix a machine to stop thunderstorms or something like that. And there's also a game called You Are Where You Eat From Your Head to Your Feet, where Pajama Sam gets transported into a land where food talks, and, like, food is, like, the people in this land. And he... um, The reason that this one sticks out in my mind so much is that he like, gets trapped in a a pantry or something like that, and when he opens the door, he's in jail in the food land, like, they've put him in a prison cell, and he has to figure out a way to slip out of this jail cell where food is holding him, which is a terrifying idea to young me, like, waking up in an alternate world where food is in charge and I'm in jail. Um... (laughs) So I would spend a lot of time watching Mason play computer games like that or Carmen Sandiego he played or um, like Harry Potter computer you games. The
1: fact that Carmen Sandiego first was like, where in the world is she? Then where in the US? And then the third one or fourth one was where in South Dakota is Carmen Sandiego?
0: I'm the one who sent you this fact
1: Yeah, no, but but I'm still shocked Yeah,
0: it's insane I was was reading about this and it's like they thought that they were going to make one for each state and then they made a North Dakota themed one and it totally flopped and no schools wanted to carry it and so then they didn't make any more like that but like, it's all about North Dakota trivia that no kid would ever know Whoa Like it's all like in colonial North Dakota, this man, like, sold sheepskins. And it's like, I don't know what that what that is. Like, who is that?
1: They should or have like, started with a cooler state if they wanted to, like, keep going.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess they figured that North Dakota was, like, kind of a captive audience. Like, they probably never get anything. Like, New York, you know, if you make a New York one, I bet New York is always having games made about itself or something like that. Like, there probably are educational games about New York, but North Dakota... They were probably like, they'll take what they can get, you know? True. But as it turns out, they didn't take it.
1: No. Um, so they could but, get
0: it. Uh, uh, yeah. And I remember watching this show called Liberty's Kids with Mason, which was about, I don't know what it was about. It was about, like, kids in the Revolutionary War. And it was fucking boring. It was all about, like, they would, like, talk to, like, Thomas Jefferson or something like that. that it was cool. not that interesting of a show. It was like a PBS show, I think. Yeah. But you know, did you ever watch Cyber Chase?
1: I know about Cyber Chase now, but I did
0: not watch it as a kid. I think it would often end with this live action segment where like a woman would teach you about math in like a real world application because the, the the main show was like math themed, but yeah. I guess it wasn't mathy enough. And so they had like this end live action segment and it was so fucking boring. Um, but, in my opinion, Where in the World is Carmen San Diego? is also boring, because it's all about, like, geography. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, I would watch a lot of things that Mason watched. My main early TV memories is that we would watch Spongebob every day, and it didn't matter if we had just seen the episode the day before, we would just be like, what, it's Spongebob. Like, why wouldn't we watch it? My mom would be like, you just watched this episode. And we'd be like, so what? Like, why does that matter? Um, which is interesting. And I feel like it says something about like the way that a child watches TV because I would just like see the characters I liked and like hear their voices and be like, cool. Like, sounds good. Um, and not really follow the plot at all. I don't know. Yeah. Hm you relate to that at all how did you watch tv as a child
1: uh well okay so my parents both worked and hmm. sometimes i'd be left with my brother if, if it was like a time at which he was living with us or i'd be left with like a babysitter who didn't really care so i just like bulk watched i just sort of like let tv watch over me um wow I feel like I watched so much that I was like, I guess I'm retaining things. Um, I've thought about recently because I started rewatching Avatar The Last Airbender um, Mm -hmm. that I watched so much of that show as a kid. And I never realized that it was like three seasons with a plot, but like linearly Maybe. I was like, that's fun. They're shooting fire from their hands.
0: Yeah. I I actually kind of had a similar, like, I watched some episodes of that show, but I never watched in order, and so I would be like, huh, okay, so in this one, Zuko is their friend, or like, oh, in this one, he's mean.
1: He's, like, really mean, and, like, last time, he was their friend.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it didn't really make any sense. Like, I knew that we were watching out of order, but I was also like, yeah, that's kind of fun anyway.
1: I also, I was a latchkey kid pretty early on, so in, like, mm. third grade, I would come home from school, and no one would be there. So I definitely watched some things that were not age-appropriate.
0: Oh, like what?
1: Um, I had MTV, so I would watch MTV shows. Wow. So I watched um, Next and Room Raiders, both of which were, like, dating shows.
0: Yeah. Can you tell me what next is? Because I've heard people talk about it on podcasts, but is it, there's a bus full of people and they get nexted?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So there will be like, um, one like dude and, um, he'll be like waiting to go on some dates and then there'll be like five girls in the bus, um, on the bus and they're all hanging out and then like the first one goes on a date and she walks out and they tell you like three facts about her. And one of them is like always infinitely weird. And it's like, like I slept in my mom's bed until yesterday or whatever. Right. Um, and then they go on a date and for every minute that they spend on the date, the girl can win a dollar. Oh, Um. But the guy has what? the ability at any point to say next, and then the next person comes out and goes on a date with him.
0: Um, but then, but then the, the women aren't incentivized to actually form a connection just to like act however they think they should act to keep going on the show, right?
1: Well, that, that's the thing. At the end of if, – if, if he thinks that a date is successful and is trying to uh, – it's like, okay, well, you made it to the end of the date, so you can either have, like, $15, or you can go on a second date with me, and she has to choose.
0: I see. And that's, it's not, 15, always, was it actually $15?
1: No, but it's, like, however many minutes you're on a date. Oh, okay. So like, like, max, you're making, like, 120 bucks like it's the stakes are not that high
0: yeah that's interesting that's a very low stakes show yeah and you would watch this as a child
1: i would watch this and room raiders was worse because they had a black light and they would look for semen oh (laughs)
0: that's so gross
1: yeah it was fully disgusting but i also like didn't know what they were looking for i was like i guess like if their room's dirty you can see it with a black light
0: Right. Yeah, I fully learned about sex from watching TV, definitely. Yeah. Like, we would, my family would watch an, ep- an episode of The Simpsons together, and, like, later, my mom would be like, Ethan, do you know why Homer said whatever? And I'd be like, no. And she'd be like, well, and she would, like, explain that little bit of, like... <laughs> sex culture to me or whatever. So
1: really interesting. Yeah. It
0: it was kind of a cool, uh, it was a nice way to do it instead of, you know, pulling me aside and having like a sex talk at some point. But uh, yeah, but I would, I would like piece things together of like, you know, I would, I would hear a joke on TV and like totally misunderstand what it was referencing and be like, Oh, I guess that, And like, I don't know, form some completely false conception about the way that sex worked. Yeah. Uh, Which is probably bad, but...
1: I think a lot of us did, that's like... Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and part of being Christian is that I thought I was... I thought I wasn't supposed to know anything about sex, so I never looked anything up for myself um, until I was in, like, middle school. And so I would you know, and so I just, like, I lived in, in total confusion.
1: No, I had a lot of, like, weird early shame, so I, I can relate to the experience of uh, yeah. not searching things online.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I should have. Would have saved me a lot of confusion. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, we would watch, uh, a big thing in my family is that we would watch TV together. Like, every night after dinner, if I was done with my homework, we would just sit down in front of the TV and, like, just watch shows together
1: that's really nice yeah my parents neither of them really watched tv other than the news Um, oh i think they started watching more tv since i've i've left um Mm. but so we never we 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 would rent movies together like my mom and i every time my dad was out of town um we would watch a new robin williams movie together wow so I saw a lot of
0: those. Oh, that's cute. Yeah.
1: And I would get to drink a soda. So really it was like a Pavlovian training for me to not want my dad around.
0: <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, dad. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I had a kind of a similar thing where when my mom would, whenever my mom was out of town for any reason, which wasn't that often, but like once a year or two, uh, my dad would like to take us to get like KFC or something for dinner and i'd be like this rules i love it when dad's the only one here and we'd usually watch a movie with my dad my dad also does this thing where he will make for dinner sometimes if we're like if we ate a late lunch or something like that he'll make popcorn and we'll just have popcorn and like cheese
1: popcorn like, cheese on your popcorn or like
0: popcorn? no like like he'll get a little block of like cheddar or something and like slice off pieces for us to eat and I'll just eat like cheese and popcorn
1: like I do that now Ethan I don't see what's wrong
0: oh that's fair that's a I good idea
1: popcorn. if I'm like I had dinner or something but it's been like four hours
0: should eat something and I'm yeah hungry. I eat some popcorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the other, yeah, there's so many, this is too much for one episode.
1: Yeah, this is a huge topic. There's
0: so much to talk about. Um, what other questions did we have? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, sorry. I was gonna say, I really liked your question about what we were afraid of as kids.
0: Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to know about your childhood fears.
1: Yeah, um. A lot of it was my older brother. Um, Really? Yeah, because he was like kind of a buff teen, and he Mm. sometimes lived with me, so I was like, and he would always make me do things I didn't want to do, like play soccer, or watch soccer on television. His his personality was pretty much soccer at that age.
0: Damn. Um, That sounds terrible.
1: Yeah, he got way cooler when he went to college, but... uh, That's good. Yeah, so my brother was a big fear, and then my brother also, like, when he was a tween, thought it was really fun to, like, do things to me that scared me, mm-hmm. um, so for some reason my big fear was slugs, um, and snails, and oh. I was, they will kill me if I'm not looking out for them, <laughs> um, and somehow my brother talked my parents into bringing some snails home and what? there was like a little like aquarium in the middle of our living room um and that sounds cool they yeah the snails were like just there Ugh. and so for like a year i would like try to walk around the snails so i didn't have to get too close to them i like I, did i think they could jump maybe Snails were Uh, definitely going to be my downfall.
0: Why did your parents allow the snails to stay?
1: Because I don't think I told them. I was, like, kind of ashamed of this. I see.
0: Okay, that's fair.
1: Yeah. So, and then my brother, like, really figured it out, and he would, like, pick them up and, like, run after me.
0: Uh Huh. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. That's, uh, that that does sound scary, if you're afraid of snails. (laughs) And I, I really was. Well, yeah, I guess my, my answer for what, I'm af- what I was afraid of as a child would be just just everything, really. Um, I was really very afraid of burglars for a lot of my childhood. Oh, yeah. um, which is, I don't know, it doesn't make any sense because I lived in like the quietest of suburbs. But I was really afraid that somebody would somehow break into my window at night or sneak into my house and maybe they'd come into my room and kidnap me or they'd come into my room and I'd wake up and then they'd have to kill me obviously um that's how it worked yeah I was I was very afraid of that and I would often think like maybe I should like keep a weapon in my room just in case anyone ever breaks in Um, and nobody ever broke in. And my family had like a, an alarm, like a security system in the house. So I really had nothing to ever be afraid of, but there was a light outside of my bedroom window that was automatic. So it turned on whenever there was movement in the backyard. Yeah. And so I would often be like about to fall asleep and then the light would go on and I would be like, Oh great. Somebody's around. Somebody's back there trying to break into our house. Awesome. Um, which was terrible. Like I don't know why they should have not had that light outside my window. But again, I, I wouldn't have ever told my parents. <laughs> that freaked me out so much. Um,
1: oh, I also probably yeah. Sorry. I definitely thought my parents were dead if they were like by, like later coming home than like five minutes from. Home.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, definitely. That's a very scary thing for a kid. My biggest fear as a child, well, my, my scariest experience, I can remember as a child. Uh, okay, my scariest two experiences. One, riding the Tower of Terror at Disney World, which is a Twilight Zone themed ride. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but uh, it, I know, I love it. Yeah. it's spooky. It tells the story of a family that was in the elevator in a haunted hotel and then lightning struck the hotel and they disappeared. I don't know why that freaked me out. It's not that scary. It's barely even a full story. Like, it doesn't make any sense that that would happen. But after I watched, after I went on this ride one one time when my family was at Disney World, I had, like, a horrible time the entire rest of the trip. And, like, the music I heard on that trip still, like, gives me creepy feeling today. Like, I don't know. Uh, this this ride like destroyed my mind during that trip. I was so freaked out by the Tower of Terror. I also went on a ghost tour of a local uh, like theater when I was in elementary school with my family. It was like Halloween, and didn't sleep at all the night after it because it was so scary to me. That's like the only time that I've been kept up all night by fear. But uh, I was freaked out. I got scared about everything.
1: I it was pretty scary when you are a kid. Now that we're talking about it, I'm just realizing how many things I was afraid of. Yeah? Um, yeah. I also just remembered I went to a haunted house when I was five. Oh. And it was the first time I had, like, even done anything Halloween-related. And mm-hmm. I was a princess, and I had, like, a pink satin, like, dress. And, it ha- and then I had, like, a... Uh, Like, Guinevere from,
0: uh... Like a a cone on your head? Cone? Yeah. What is that?
1: It's it's what maidens in, you know, King Arthur times wore, I guess.
0: It's so weird. Just wear a crown, you know?
1: But I had a matching one with my, like, beautiful pink dress that I loved so Mm -hmm. much. And I was in this haunted house, and I didn't notice, and I lost it. And I was like, I'm way too scared to go back in there, but I need my cone. I need my cone. And then um, my cool friend Raj, who was dressed as uh, as, um, Batman, went and got it for me.
0: Wow. A hero.
1: Wow. My
0: hero. Oh, my God. Wow. You couldn't, I mean, you can't write this kind of thing. That's too perfect. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. No, I I would have been terrified to go in a haunted house as a child. I still wouldn't go into a haunted house. Like they have like those like haunted hay rides and like those like they, they make there was this thing that some kids from my school would go to called Jason's Woods, which was like a farm that they I don't know, a farm in the woods that they like have a haunted hay ride and they have a haunted house and just like all these different type of Haunt type things, and I would never go to that. I was way too scared. I was a scaredy kid.
1: Yeah, it was scary out there.
0: Yeah. So, um, what what books did you read as a kid?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Um, I read tons of Junie B. Jones.
0: I I fucking love Junie B. Jones.
1: He rocked. She was annoying, actually, but the books rocked.
0: I mean, she's an annoying kid, but I, I really identified with that as a kid. I don't know.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, it's cool to be annoying as a kid.
0: Yeah, I identified with, like, the way that she misunderstood the world. Yeah. It was like, it's relatable.
1: Oh, speaking of misunderstanding the world, I loved Amelia Bedelia.
0: I really cannot
1: that, yeah. stress enough how much I loved that woman. When she yeah. made the date cake and she cut up the calendar and put the dates in it, I laughed so hard. I have
0: never laughed this hard, Ethan. She was funny. She drew No, she's the funny. She just illustrated. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I specifically remember the time that she drew oh, the dates.
1: Incredible.
0: But but that was also kind of a confusing one for me because I wasn't familiar with the the. The idea of drawing, drawing the curtains or whatever, and I was like, "Well, what else was she supposed to do? Like, she was justified in just drawing it."
1: Oh, I mean, I didn't know what most of these expressions were because the only person I spoke English to was my mom,
0: and right. she- and, and your mom had never mentioned a date cake, like
1: <laughs> yeah. And so she would read the phrase and then explain it to me, and then I would be like, "I see how this is humorous." I see. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's like, whenever there's like a children's book that is from like the 60s or something like that, there are always certain things where you're like, what? Like, why does the kid in the Chronicles of Narnia like uh, Turkish delight so much? Like, what is that?
1: Okay, but that one I related to, because...
0: Yeah, like, I guess that makes sense.
1: When it's Turkey, I had so many Turkish delights as a kid. I was like, yes, absolutely correct.
0: You You'd go not- evil for those. <laughs> yes. You'd hang out with Tilda Swinton.
1: Yeah, I might. That's. I loved the um, Narnia movies as a kid. Or like the first one really came out when we were kids and then the rest. Yeah,
0: the first one was pretty good, I feel like. Yeah, I, I really liked the Narnia books. My dad would read those to me. Mm-hmm. This is something else. I feel like until like high school, my dad would read to me before bed every night. Um, which is kind of, uh, uh, until I was, like, much too old for this, but, like, I would be like, okay, I'm gonna go up and get ready for bed, and then he would come up once I was in bed and, like, sit on my bed and read a chapter from whatever book we were reading together. Probably until, like, seventh or eighth grade, I guess. That's not- and so it was, like, um the Narnia books and I remember reading Where the Red Fern Grows um, with him which was hard because at the end of that, obviously the dogs die and so we were both like sobbing at the end. He was like trying to read it to me and crying. Um, but uh, yeah, some good bonding moments with my dad reading before bed. Yeah, I love,
1: here's a fun fact about Judy Dombrowski is that um, my father would not read to me but really? we would do math problems together before bed sometimes <laughs> he'd come in sit on the edge of my bed and read me math problems <laughs> and what that's what we did
0: <laughs> and that's why that's why i'm a humanities person and you're a stem person
1: <laughs> yeah actually well i really i Because my dad has a PhD in math. I don't know if this is a thing you know about him.
0: Got it. Um, That that kind of helps to explain this.
1: Yeah. And he really wanted me to be a STEM kid. And I really was for like the first like six years until sixth grade. I was like, yes, I'm going to be a mathematician. Mm. Um, And then, you know, my mom was such a humanities person. Yeah. And she That's said, pretty
0: hard to imagine you as a math person.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Not who I ended up
0: being. Loved love culture too much. No, culture, culture is great. Uh, let's play a little bit of your game.
1: Oh yes. Okay. So we're going to play a game that is called, um, remake, yeah. rewatch and remember. So yes. we're categorizing, uh, like, three shows from our childhood. Uh, Remake means you would like a remake of it. Rewatch is like, oh, like, I would really, like, love to rewatch this for sentimental purposes. And remember is like, ah, you know, I remember what that was about. I don't need a remake.
0: It can stay in in your memory. Yeah. Yes. Um, Okay. I want to try to find... Okay, I'm looking at the list of shows from PBS Kids.
1: So I looked at this earlier. The ones that I remember and love. So Mr. Rogers, obviously. Okay, me too, yep. Um, was Dragon Tales uh, a PBS one?
0: Yes. I, I. Well, I don't know, but I watched it, yeah.
1: Yeah. And what else? Let's get us a third one.
0: Mm. um let me see did you ever watch ah here's liberty kids fuck liberty kids <laughs> um between the lions did you ever watch
1: no i never did that's watched...
0: surprising because that's a museum show that's yeah. about or i guess it's a library but
1: it's the, it's the public library in new york on fifth avenue yeah
0: I really liked that show, although I was scared of one of the characters. There was pretty much a character or an episode of every show that I ever watched that terrified me as a child. Um, Zoom, Zabumafu, did you watch either of those?
1: Um, I No, I know about it, but I did not. I watched. I watched Curious George. I watched Sesame Street.
0: Oh, well, Sesame Street, Arthur. of course. Arthur. Oh, yeah, Arthur, Arthur, Arthur.
1: Arthur's the fucking, the
0: goat. Okay, let's do it with Arthur, uh, Mr. Rogers, and what was the other one? Oh, Dragon Uh, Tales. No, Mr. Rogers is above those other two, though. Yeah,
1: the thing is you can't, like, I wouldn't want a remake of Mr. Rogers. Right,
0: let's do, let's do, let's do Arthur, Dragon Tales, and maybe Curious George.
1: Yeah. Okay,
0: you go first. Okay, so I think a remake of um, I think a, a remake of Dragon Tales could be really cool. Um, I think Dragon Tales was I, I think it was really good. Um, yes, Max and Emmy they were great. Ord. I liked the two-headed dragons uh, who were always arguing with each other. Yeah. Zack and Wheezy. Um, Cassie was the pink dragon. What? Ketzel was the, the smart dragon, the old smart guy. I, I also feel like they later introduced Max and Emmy's cousin, who was named Enrique or something like that. Um, and he was from Mexico and, and he had a lot to say about like his Latin American heritage, which was interesting. Um, so I think I think a Dragon Tales reboot could be great. Get more into the lore. Tell me more about Dragonland. Tell me about uh, the politics there. You know, who rules Dragonland? Who governs? Um, and so that I think should be remake. I think I would rewatch some episodes of Arthur definitely, and I would leave Curious George to simply be recalled.
1: Yeah, I think I would have to go with the same choices, partially because I think Arthur is still on the air, so you can't remake something, but I would love to rewatch some episodes. Um, Sophia really loves Arthur, and she's been reminding me of the great music in Arthur. Um, Yeah,
0: I did have good music.
1: Yeah, Jekyll, Jekyll, Hyde, Jekyll, Hyde, Hyde, Jekyll.
0: Yeah, I, I never. Wa- I know. Ne- I don't remember that episode from when it was on, but I've I've since watched that video on YouTube. That's a great song.
1: <laughs> Incredible. There's also the song about the library. That's like, good as shit.
0: Yeah, that's a really wa- good one.
1: Yeah, but I feel like Dragon Tales could be updated in like really interesting ways for mm-hmm. the 2020s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the quality of animation on that one. I really like the drawing style, but I feel like there could be some more magical elements that, you know, our time could give it.
0: Yeah, I agree. When when I was little, I really liked stories about people from our world going to a different world. Like, yeah. that was one of my favorite types of books, was, like, that's what I liked about Narnia, I guess. But also, I would just find, like, tons of different, like... Um, the Secrets of Droon was one series where these kids went to, like, a foreign, uh, uh, like, a, a mysterious world. And, like, this is, it's a, a huge subgenre of kids, of kid-lit.
1: <laughs> well, Harry Potter, in a way, is also, like...
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: whole British boy goes to... Yeah, I, I was listening to something about this and how the concept of... Like kids having agency and adventure in that way is really appealing mm-hmm. to kids. It's like,
0: yeah, vicarious. right. Because because when they when they go to the new world, they become basically an adult in that yeah. world. You know, you know they don't have to listen to their parents because their parents aren't there. No. Um, and the other thing I liked about it is. I feel like the problem that I have with most sci-fi and fantasy stuff is that I don't understand the character because they're not from my world, you know? Like, they already, they're already they already familiar with all the stuff that's happening, and so, I don't know. It's like more of a step for me to understand the world building and stuff like that, but like, the kids in Narnia are like normal kids, so they're, they're learning about it on their way. It's good. That's good. It's more relatable. Uh, okay, let's do one more and then I gotta go.
1: Okay. Uh, you okay.
0: To- should we do Should we do Nickelodeon?
1: Yeah, let's do Nickelodeon. Okay. so okay. So, thing about two thousands Nickelodeon. I know that Cole, I've made him endure this, but there was this show. So Russian Nickelodeon was like a couple years behind American, and so uh-huh. I watched a lot of this show called Cousin Skeeter. Um, where sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. So there's this black family and. Oh. You know, like mom, dad, boy, girl, and then their cousin Skeeter moves in with them and he's a puppet. Um, what? And he's like, like, slightly offensive caricature of a black teen. Um,
0: That's insane.
1: Yeah, and he would just like, like, fall through walls and like, hit on girls. And Jeez. like, cousin Skeeter is the most vivid in my mind, but no one our age has ever watched it.
0: Damn.
1: <laughs> so I highly recommend...
0: Yeah, I want to look that up.
1: Yeah, it's on YouTube. You can, like, look at Cousin Skeeter's biggest hijinks.
0: Ugh, Cousin Skeeter. Okay. Okay, what so, What else did you watch on, on Nick?
1: Uh, I watched Hey Arnold. Definitely. Okay. True. I watched Cat Dog. I watched uh-huh. Danny Phantom. Um, I watched The Amanda Show. I watched Rocket mm-hmm. Power. Mm-hmm. Uh, Avatar, of course. Oh, As Told by Ginger.
0: Uh, I never watched that one because it had a female main character, so. Oh yeah,
1: why would?
0: You? I couldn't relate, obviously. Okay, what about um Cat Dog, uh Danny Phantom, and what's another? I'm trying to think of another animated one that I watched. Do you ever watch My Life as a Teenage Robot?
1: Yes. I like that okay, one can, a lot, actually.
0: Can we do those three?
1: Let's do it.
0: I saw somebody tweeting about how My Life as a Teenage Robot, they were really into it, and they later realized that they were transgender, and that they really identified with the main character, not, I don't know, something about it, something about the yeah. this character. So I thought I that was interesting. really
1: see that. Wait, so we said... Um, so we
0: said... Danny Phantom,
1: Phantom, My
0: Life as a Teenage Robot and Cat, Cat Dog.
1: Cat Dog. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, I can go first. Mm-hmm. So I think that my life as a teenage robot, like questions of technology and personhood and autonomy. Yeah. Like, you know, super relevant stuff, stuff kids should know about.
0: Yeah, I, I could agree.
1: See a remake with um a plot about data protection.
0: Mm, Um, that would be interesting
1: interesting i also do i love the trans um like angle like thinking about what does womanhood mean in that way Mm -hmm. right Um, and it was also just like really it was fun i think i would love to see jenny again um
0: jenny and her and her mother oh who was like the inventor right
1: yeah the, the Frankenstein of it all um, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah i would I would watch that show. I think that's a re yeah i I would like to see a remake of that actually, yeah,
1: yeah, and then I would re-watch Danny Phantom. I have re-watched Danny Phantom actually, really um yeah, because I thought really? like, like not like thoroughly like I went through the whole season, but I like yeah. Um, I loved his friends. I thought they were fun. The nerd and the goth girl.
0: Sam, yeah. Yeah. Sam and Tucker.
1: Sam and Tucker, yes.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, I thought that Mr. Phantom was like a hilarious dad character. (laughs) Um, I
0: I feel like he's the same dad character as every other dad character on Disney Channel or on Nickelodeon, but... They're literally both the same. They're all. Yeah, I feel like he's very similar to the dad from Fairly Odd Parents. Um,
1: yeah.
0: They're just like yeah, kind of loud and
1: dumb, but lovable.
0: I really liked Danny Phantom, and it did get kind of like dark at times, and I feel like it got more into the sci fi than you might expect it to, which I thought was really cool. So I would definitely rewatch Danny Phantom, and then uh, I'll just. I'll, I will actually try not to recall Cat Dog because Cat it's dog an abomination. Was- yeah, that was fucked up. What the? It's hell? an insane idea. Like, I can't imagine what the people at Nickelodeon were thinking when they were like, here's a premise of a show. A cat and a dog are the same. It's a cat on one end and a dog on the other. That's a good idea.
1: The body really freaked me out. The, like, little mouse, Laszlo.
0: Yeah, right. Was the mouse mean?
1: He was so mean. Got it. He was, like, way smarter than them. hmm
0: Stupid fucking mouse.
1: Let's be real. I definitely identified with the grumpy cat.
0: Hmm. I what? What can I say? I'm dog. Um, <laughs> did you ever? Did you ever? I I really do need to go in a sec. But did you ever watch um, Bear in the Big Blue House?
1: No, I did not.
0: Oh, I think it was on Playhouse Disney. Um, but it was like this guy in a bear costume uh, would like dance around and. The character I was afraid of in that show was Shadow, who was literally just a shadow on the wall, oh, yeah. I, being cast by an unclear source. But, um, but uh, yeah, I really liked Bear in the Big Blue House. Anyway. Hmm. All right. I
1: really out I courage, the cowardly dog. I'll say that for my childhood.
0: That was pretty scary. <laughs> yeah. That was a very scary show. That was a, a, a really surprisingly scary show. Like, pretty much every episode of it could be kind of terrifying to a child.
1: Yeah, I really I did not like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, oof. All right, I should go. This was very fun though.
1: I would like to be so it's
0: great. All right, great. And I think there's uh, there's some more here if we if we end up potting together again. I think we should come back to this topic for yeah, a part I two.
1: Think this could also be a fun topic for everyone to to engage with. Um, That's
0: a good point. Yeah. I'm interested to hear more about people as kids. Maybe I should just host a podcast about. Uh, what people were like as kids. Have guests from all over the world come in. It would be great.
1: Yeah, I think that would be pretty fun.
0: That would be funny. All right, cool. Well,
1: thanks for potting.
0: Thanks. Thank you for potting and uh, signing off.
1: Good luck getting back into your apartment.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'll have to call Basha on that. Yikes. All right.
1: Okay, have a good night.
0: All right, good night. See ya.
1: Oh, Logan tells you something cool.
0: Yeah, I don't know. We'll see.